Hello, and welcome to the Fear into Faith Global Bible Revival. We're reading the Bible from Genesis to Revelation in just 52 weeks. If you're new joining us today, welcome and enjoy the reading. Be sure to head over to BibleRevival.tv to sign up for our free newsletters where we share the reading assignments for that week. Join us as we get 100,000 people together to read the Bible cover to cover. So why don't you join me right now as we get into today's reading. Romans chapter 9. I am speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience bears witness in the Holy Spirit that I have a great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen according to the flesh. They are Israelites and they belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. To them belong the patriarchs, and from their race, according to the flesh, is the Christ, who is God over all, blessed forever. Amen. But it is not as though the word of God has failed. For not all who are descended from Israel belong to Israel, and not all are children of Abraham, because they are his offspring. But through Isaac shall your offspring be named. This means that it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as offspring. For this is what the promise said. About this time next year, I will return, and Sarah shall have a son. And not only so, but when Rebekah had conceived children by one man, man, our forefather Isaac, though they were not yet born and had done nothing either good or bad, in order that God's purpose of election might continue, not because of works, but because of him who calls, she was told, the older will serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. What shall we say then? If there is, is there injustice on God's part? By no means. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. For scripture says to Pharaoh, for this very purpose I have raised you up, that I might show my power in you, that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. So then he has mercy on whomever he wills, and he hardens whomever he wills. You will say to me then, why does he still find fault? For who can resist his will? But who are you, O man, to answer back to God? Will what is molded say to its molder, why have you made me like this? Has the potter no right over the clay to make out the same lump, one vessel for honorable use and another for dishonorable use? What if God, desiring to show his wrath and make known his power, has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction? in order to make known the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy, which is prepared beforehand for glory, even us whom he has called not from the Jews, but also from the Gentiles. As indeed he says in Hosea, those who are not my people, I will call my people, and her who was not beloved, I will call beloved. In the place where it was said to them, you are not my people, there they will be called sons of the living God. And Isaiah cries out concerning Israel, though the number of sons of Israel be as the sand in the sea, only a remnant of them will be saved. For the Lord will carry out his sentence upon the earth and fully and without delay. And as Isaiah predicted, if the Lord of hosts has not left us offspring, we would have been like Sodom and become like Gomorrah. What shall we say then? The Gentiles that did not pursue righteousness have attained it. That is righteousness that is by faith. But that Israel who pursued a law that would lead to righteousness, but did not succeed in reaching that law. Why? Why? because they do not pursue it by faith. 
but it, as if it were based on works, they have stumbled over the stumbling stone, as it is written, I am laying in Zion a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. Whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. Chapter 10. Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For being ignorant of the righteousness of God and seeking to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. For Moses writes about the righteousness that is based on the law, and that the person who does the commandment shall live by them. But the righteous based on faith says, Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is, to bring Christ down. Or who will descend into the abyss? That is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near to you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because you confess it with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe it in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For the heart one believes and is justified. And with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. There is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is the Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet who preach the good news. But they have not obeyed the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith came from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. But I ask, have they not heard? Indeed, they have, for their voice has gone out to all the earth, and their words to the ends of the world. But I ask, did Israel not understand? First Moses says, I will make you jealous of those who are not a nation. With a foolish nation, I will make you angry. Then Isaiah is so bold as to say, I've been found by those who do not seek me. I've shown myself to those who do not ask for me. But of Israel, he says, all day long, I have held out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. Chapter 11. I ask then, has God rejected his people? By no means. For I myself am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, a member of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. Do you not know what scripture says of Elijah, how he appeals to God against Israel? Lord, they've killed your prophets. They have demolished your altars. I alone am left, and they seek my life. But what is God's reply? I have kept for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed a knee to Baal. So too, at the present time, there is a remnant chosen by grace. But if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, grace will no longer be grace. What then? Israel failed to obtain what it was seeking. The elect obtained it, but the rest was hardened, as it is written. God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes that would not see and ears that would not hear, down to this very day. And David says, let their table become a snare and a trap, a stumbling block and a retribution for them. Let their eyes be darkened so that they cannot see, bend their backs forever. So I ask, did they stumble in order that they might fall? By no means. Rather, through their trespasses, salvation has come to the Gentiles, so as to make Israel jealous. Now, if their trespasses mean riches for the world, and if their failure means riches for the Gentiles, how much more will their full inclusion mean? Now, I'm speaking to you Gentiles. 
insomuch then as I am an apostle to the Gentiles. I magnify my ministry in order somehow to make my fellow Jews jealous and thus save some of them. For if their rejection means the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance mean but life from the dead? If the dough offered as a first fruits is holy, so is the whole lump. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. But if some of the branches were broken off and you, although a wild olive shoot, were grafted in among the others, now share in the nourishing root of the olive tree. Do not be arrogant towards the branches. If you are, remember it is not you who supports the root, but the root that supports you. Then you will say, branches were broken off so that I might be grafted in. That is true. They were broken off because of their unbelief. But you stand fast through faith. So do not become proud, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, neither will he spare you. Note then the kindness and the severity of God. Severity towards those who have fallen, but God's kindness to you provided you continue in his kindness. Otherwise, you too will be cut off. And even they, if they did not continue in their unbelief, will be grafted in. For God has the power to graft them in. Again, for if you were cut off from what is by nature a wild olive tree and grafted, contrary to nature, into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these, the natural branches, be grafted back into their own olive tree? Lest you be wise in your own sight, I do not want you to be unaware of the mystery, brothers. A partial hardening has come upon Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And in this way, all of Israel will be saved as it is written. The deliverer will come from Zion and he will banish ungodliness from Jacob. And this will be my covenant with them when I take away their sins. As regards to the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. But as regards to election, they are beloved for the sake of their forefathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For just as you were one time disobedient to God, but now you have received mercy because of their disobedience. So they too have been disobedient in order that by the mercy shown to you that they may now receive mercy. For God has consigned all to disobedience that he might have mercy on us. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how unscrutable are his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? Or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Chapter 12. I appeal to you, therefore, my brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That is, by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as the one in the body, we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of, of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them, if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Let the love be genuine, abhor what is evil, and hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit. 
serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer, contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep, live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give you thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peacefully with one another. Beloved, never avenge yourself, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will keep burning coals on their head. Do not overcome by evil, but overcome with what is good. Well, that concludes our reading for today. We hope today's message spoke to you. Today's reading was made possible by the Fear and Faith Store and support of listeners like you. Remember to head over to BibleRevival.tv to purchase merch, access more resources, check out other interviews, as well as all the previous recordings. 